0: You are tuned in with Reverend and Goodwill Ambassador, Art Wilson. We started laying hands on people and the Spirit of God flooded into that place and God did incredible things. Each week, you are invited behind the scenes to be a part of exclusive and unique topics about world news, biblical finds, and religious events. Here's your host, Art Wilson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You're here with Goodwill Ambassador Reverend Art Wilson. We're so excited to have you on today's podcast. We wanna bring you exclusive and unique topics about the world and religion, the events that are happening today. We wanna give you a perspective that you can't get any place else. And our prayer is that after this podcast, you'll never be the same again. Today, we really just wanna talk about some very, very important topics. That's, of course, topics of today. We've been talking part one, part two, and I want this to be part three of just really dealing with the issues of the coronavirus and actually taking it a step further and talking about some of the issues in our world today, spiritually. I believe there's a spiritual aspect to this situation as well as it is very much a physical aspect to what we're dealing with it's it's just so important that as the church that that we remember that even in the even in the the world today the things we're dealing with that there is still an underlying aspect of the spirit that we have to be we have to be very aware of you know um The last 30 days basically has changed the world. I know the coronavirus was affecting China some months before that, but the world didn't really take it serious until these last 30 days. And America has been the focal of attention. Uh, America has quickly become the number one place in the world that's infected with this coronavirus. It's unbelievable. I find it interesting that America is number one with with all of the, the pride, the arrogance, the the behavior of the American mindset that America is the greatest, smartest, in every way you can think of technology, health, resources, trade, economy, everything you can think of America boasts as being number one. but here we are completely overwhelmed by this coronavirus and other places has not yet reached what we have exceeded actually. It's just a wake-up call. I think it's a wake-up call. I think that Americans may through this situation realize how far away we are from a true humble christian mindset the the arrogance of how we present ourselves and how we walk could be our undoing when this virus first touched american soil we What did we see on the news? We saw young people flooding the beaches, having parties, people speaking in faith. This isn't gonna affect me, I'm a child of God. Other people saying, I don't care about this virus, isn't real. There were actually reports coming out of America that a lot of people thought that it was not even real. Can I tell you it's real? Some of my dearest friends are struggling with this virus right now today. This is not a hoax. But Americans were thinking, they were thinking these things. What is wrong with America? What is going on with America? Young people were being interviewed, saying I'm gonna party, it's spring break, I'm not thinking about this coronavirus. It reminds me, if I've ever read scripture, it reminds me of scripture. It reminds me how Jesus said so emphatically, he said in Matthew 24, 37, he said, it will be like in the days of Noah. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up until the time Noah entered his boat. And it is said in verse number 39 in Matthew 24, it said in verse number 39, it said, the people didn't realize what was going to happen until the floods came and swept them away. Then he said, that is the way it will be when the son of man comes. What way? People will not have a concern. People wouldn't believe it was the end time until it slapped them in the face. Because here's where we gotta get the revelation of this scripture. The Bible said in verse 39, there it said the people didn't realize what was going to happen. But the fact is they didn't realize it. But in 2 Peter 2 and 5, and I'm 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 in the New Living Translation because it flows a little easier and it saves me a little bit of time of explanation. But in 2 Peter 2 and 5, it tells us, and God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah. And it says, and seven others. So there was only eight saved in the whole global economy, in the whole populace of humanity. The Bible tells us eight escaped. And in Second Peter 2, 5, it went on and said, Noah warned the, the world of God's righteous judgment. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So it's telling us that if you put any scriptures together, 2 Peter 2, 5, New Living Translation, and then you go back to Matthew and you're in Matthew 24, putting two scriptures together, the people didn't realize what was going to happen, but Noah was preaching. In other words, maybe Noah was preaching, but people wasn't listening. And and we're dealing with, with this mindset because the Bible tells us that is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. People will be preaching and people won't be listening. And then you've got America. America, literally many Americans just scoffed at the warnings until now when you have America number one in virus cases. So now America in its prideful, arrogant system has shown how vulnerable America really is, how vulnerable and delicate and how easily everything could change in just a matter of days. It's so important that this could be used for us as a wake-up call. Oh, my God, how am I doing? Uh, have I been programmed? Uh, have I been programmed even through Christianity and the preaching of Christianity? Have I been programmed to be desensitized? Am I taking serious the days that I have on this earth? am i praying am i i need to lord how am i doing i need to i need to have an evaluation i need an alignment i need an alignment i need a spiritual alignment i need god i need to know if i'm right with you i need to know how i'm doing literally it's so important because jesus said there'll be people surprised in that day in matthew He goes on and says that there'll be many in that day that they'll be surprised. They'll say, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that in your name? And Jesus will say, no, I didn't know you. I didn't know you. How is that possible? Do you mean that we can be involved in Christianity? Oh, somebody's got to help me. Do you, you mean that we can be involved in Christianity? We can be involved in the church and be away from God? How is that possible? Yet it's scripture. Lord, how am I doing? Maybe during this time of quarantine, and you know what? I need to talk about that too. During this time of being self-quarantined and, 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 and this time of lockdown, maybe it could be a time when we can reflect on our spiritual life. Maybe this can be a blessing in the end result. I know that's, that's tough to say with so many people effect, infected and, and affected and, and the people that we've lost. It's such a tragedy, but the tragedy is it, it's happening. Maybe somehow, somehow there can be a blessing in this where we can have some kind of spiritual awakening in this time of quarantine, where we literally, we literally get back to the basics in God. Oh, get back to the basics in God. I, 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 I want to be ready. I want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And we talk about this whole quarantine. I know there's a lot of mixed signals in Christendom. Some people are, of course very upset that they have to be quarantined. Some people are defiant. They're not going to be quarantined. They said that you got to have faith. If, you, if you're quarantined, you don't have faith. And then there's some people that's on the whole other end of the scope. They're terrified. They're just full of fear. They're just terrified. They, they, they just, they, they're, they're panicking. And um, in some aspects, uh, we do need to be concerned. But, but God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when, when we think about these things, this quarantine, how can this time of quarantine, how can this be a benefit to our spiritual development? Well, first we need to understand that God hasn't forsaken us and that being quarantined because of a pandemic, or an epidemic, or a virus. Being quarantined is not unusual, according to the scriptures. Being quarantined is something that has been talked about in the word of God. The the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us in in, in many scriptures that in certain times in Christendom, certain times in, in the Old Testament, there were necessary quarantines. Bible tells us in in Isaiah, in Isaiah 26 and 20, it says, go my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed by. The Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about the quarantine that's taken place in scripture mandated by God if someone had a disease. If someone has leprosy, they were to be quarantined to see if it was truly leprosy or not. For example, this wasn't just an Old Testament principle because some people always like to say, well, it was in the Old Testament so I don't have to do it anymore. Of course, that's contra- many of that is contradicted because Jesus said, listen, the, the, the law is not going pa- to pass. It's going to be fulfilled. But um, you know how people are. But So we need a little bit of a confirmation in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, it tells us when Jesus was performing and dealing, he's performing a, a miracle and dealing with the sickness of leprosy in Matthew 24 uh, 37 through 39. Now I'm going to stick with the uh, new living translation for now, but in in Matthew 24, 37, it says, um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back in Noah. I need to, I need to move past Noah here for a minute, but, um, I think we're, I think we're supposed to go to Luke. No, no, we're still in Matthew. Okay. So in Matthew eight in one through four, the Bible says large crowds followed Jesus As he came down the mountainside, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. He said, I am willing. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Now, this is very, very important. So Jesus healed this man of a, a highly contagious terminal disease. Jesus instantly healed him. Now, it's another whole other topic if we talked about that Jesus touched him also, but we have to talk about that at a different time. But Jesus instantly healed him. And in verse 4, then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this, about the touch and all this stuff. He says, instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. Then he says, this will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Very, very interesting. So Jesus didn't just, he didn't just absolve him. He said, listen, wait a minute. He said, I want you to go and follow the process that has already been laid out in the law of Moses. This is something that we neglect to examine when we're reading this scripture. We just are so rejoicing that he was healed of leprosy. But Jesus didn't just let him off. He told him, I want you to go, and I want you to go to the priest and let him examine you, and then take take the offering required in the law of Moses— this is going to be a public testimony that you've been cleansed. Now, if we look at this deeper, we find out if if we were to go to the actual process in the book of Leviticus, you will find yourself discovering this ceremony, this process with um, This process with uh, the law of Moses, you'll find it in Leviticus 13, where it talks about dealing with serious skin diseases. And when it goes into it, it gets to the part where they say, what is the actual process of healing? Well, you have to be quarantined for seven days. And then you go, you see the priest. He examines you and he quarantines you again for seven days. So this whole process of being quarantined and being examined and being quarantined and being confirmed, this is a instructions from scripture when people are sick. So in today's society, I find it interesting that in today's society, if the whole country would quarantine for because, because we don't know who has it and who doesn't until they're tested. If the whole country would quarantine for 14 days, we could probably suffocate most of this sickness. If, if, if the country's quarantined for a month, I know we would. And I know, But well, what about the economy? What about, what about the money? What about, what, well, we, we can't really worry about that if, if everybody's dying. First things first, we gotta have a sense of urgency to the parts that are the most urgent. And, as we're looking at this, we need we need to have some reflection on being quarantined is a biblical thing. And there's even more areas where the Bible talks about being quarantined and being examined. So, to all of those that are against it, I wouldn't be against it and then use scripture. If you want to be against it because it's just how you feel, that's fine. But the scriptures are appearing to be for a quarantine. So, we need to examine all of these things that are going on, and we need to ask for a spiritual awakening. Let there be a spiritual awakening come upon the whole country. let there be a spiritual awakening come upon the whole world but wouldn't it be amazing if there'd be such an awakening and such a with all this time on our hands and this quarantine and 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 social distancing and all of the things that are being required that we Dive into the word of God and into prayer and into fasting. Wouldn't it be something if we're literally observing a Sabbath extended where we can get our spiritual focus back? It's so important that we understand and we we embrace wake-up calls. Because this is a global pandemic. This could be a wake-up call, scripturally something could be happening this could be a warning this could be something to give people a a jolt a, a push an alarm clock going off saying things are coming and we're trying to wake you up and there'll be consequences if we don't wake up think about the difference right now i'm hearing that china is doing better of course, then they had a little bit of a second wave because they opened up their borders again. I guess people with the sickness start coming back in. I don't know what all that means yet, but that's what I'm hearing. But China was doing better because they absolutely shut down and, and, and dealt with the sickness. But then on the, the whole other side of the coin here, Italy, which for a long time was doing the worst, They were not taking this as serious. I was looking at news clips of them saying, what's wrong with Italy? And they were showing politicians toasting and partying and and people in the community saying, we're not worried about a coronavirus. And that coronavirus hit them like a dragon. And it completely changed to where now they're threatening martial law to try and get this thing under control. What's the difference if these two statements, these two stories, if they hold up China making a, a conservative decision to shut down in Italy, um literally not listening to the warnings. If these two hold up, you find that the the wake up call for one was was listened to and for the other came too late. It it goes back to the warnings in scripture like in the days of Noah, in the days of Lot, where there were a lot of people that didn't believe the warnings. I believe in these type of things and I believe that this could be a warning. We have preached about the coming of the Lord. We have talked about the coming of the Lord and in one of our next episodes we're going to talk about something that I believe is one of the highlights to pointing towards the coming of the Lord and was even prophesied by many global leaders. That the the revival we were so blessed to be a part of at the United Nations among global leaders, and there's so much more work to be done, but that could be a sign of the end times. Because the gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24 tells us, shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. In other words, the gospel is going to start being preached everywhere. That's a sure sign of the end. And I don't know if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, I'm I'm, ready-trib. I want to be on the first train out of here, and that's the one I'm getting on. But whenever he comes, the important thing is to be ready. But there's one thing that don't require a lot of translation, interpretation, and revelation. I know a lot of people are into all that prophecy, revelation, and stuff. But there's one scripture that don't require any of that. That's Matthew 24, 14, because he literally said, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel is being preached, folks. The gospel is being preached at the UN. Who would have guessed? Matter of fact, many Christians still don't even believe it. Their faith is so thin and so shallow because it is such a a monumental breakthrough in the kingdom. But I want to tell you, as the one that is preaching at the United Nations, it is happening. And we are baptizing people and we are having incredible moves of God and people are getting the Holy Ghost and people are receiving miracles that are shocking the medical minds of the world. God is doing something. Could this coronavirus be a tragic Alarm clock going off. Wake up. He's coming again. Could it be? Could it be? We're out of time. Stay tuned for our next broadcast. You're tuned in with Goodwill Ambassador, Reverend Art Wilson. This podcast, we're so glad you tuned in. Don't hesitate to to subscribe, to like, and to give us your feedback. It would be such a blessing. Give us some opinions and some ideas. We're hoping to be a blessing to you. God bless you. See you in our next episode. We appreciate you tuning in and invite you to review this podcast and share this episode on social media to help spread the good word.